Hi, this is Bannon Backus. Before the show, I hope you're well. I just wanted to give the results on the voting that ended last week on the Gone Show Facebook page for the commercial from the first five episodes of the show that you would like to see an image created for. And the unanimous winner is Little Kaiser's Pizza. Yes, Little Kaiser's Pizza is the winning commercial, so we'll be creating an image to advertise Little Kaiser's Pizza, and that will be posted as soon as is possible, so watch out for that. Also, remember to please support the show by liking, reviewing, and subscribing wherever possible. It really helps us out. And again, I hope you're doing as well as can be expected. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, we'll be talking about those largely plastic, rectangular-shaped devices that were one of the first to work with televisions to offer video on demand. That's right, we'll be talking about VHS cassettes. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening, I appreciate you joining us for another episode of the Gone Show. With me tonight are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. Hello. Orson Escanaba, who is a yeti. Where is the one who floats? I was not informed of any changes. And that is unwise. It makes me excitable. And we certainly wouldn't want that. I'll explain in just a moment after our last guest, who's joining us by telephone, has been introduced. Who is on the other end of the line? I demanded to know. A light in darkness. A skeleton key for doors that few should open. A map to navigate the fringes. I am Dr. Arturo Bellerophon. I want an introduction like that. Take a number. Uh, Thank you for joining us tonight on such short notice, Dr. Bellerophon. The pleasure is all mine, I assure you. My only regret is that I am unable to join you in person. Hello, Jay. It's good to speak with you again. Good evening, Dr. Bellerophon. And was that the commanding voice of Mr. Escanaba I just heard? One day I would very much enjoy discussing Boom Shakalaka with you, Mr. Escanaba. You are familiar with the ancient Yeti tradition of Boom Shakalaka? Of course. It's not as if my head is full of doopy. Indeed. Then why do you insist on keeping all of the quality guests outside of the studio? Okay, well, I'm going to take just a moment to explain why John Mad Jack Mitten, one of our regular guests, is not with us tonight. If you listened to our previous episode, you know that John dematerialized in the studio, which caused an explosion. Yes. Of slime. Yes. 
a great deal of slime. Yes, and to date, I have not heard one word from him. Yes, John should have known what happens when a high-order apparitional spirit instantly transports itself. Oh, he knew. Apparently, he was so excited by his epiphany about starting a type of charm school for the modern man that he just couldn't be bothered to leave the building before dematerializing and, I assume, beginning to unleash his horrible idea upon the poor, unsuspecting men of this world. I never found the floating one to be in possession of enough charm to warrant a position within academia. So, needless to say, that's why I asked Dr. Bellerophon to join us. I should still have been made aware of these changes. How about I send you a copy of the cleaning bill? Would that help? I found out that ectoplasm stains are so hard to get out that in order to do so, you have to hire a company that specializes in crime scene cleanup. Yes, it would appear the only thing that's missing is a chalk outline of an oversized mouth and mustache. <laughs> the inimitable wit of J. Stewart. For the love of a long-necked yak, what was that haunting sound? Forgive me, Mr. Eskinaba. I believe you're referring to my mother. Say hello, mother. Good evening, Mother Bellerophon. Well, now, Jay, control yourself, you naughty brain, you. No, I didn't mean anything. I just... I do not understand your mother. That's exactly what my father used to say. <laughs> We're happy to have you with us as well, Mother Bellerophon. Well, you see, Mr. Eskinaba, my mother is largely nonverbal. But in spite of that, and being confined to a motorized wheelchair... She nearly always joins me on my travels. Now, Doctor, speaking of your travels, I remember from our last conversation that you travel the world exploring its dark and mysterious recesses, which leads me to wonder, from where are you calling us tonight? I am speaking to you from the middle of the Atlantic, Jay. Oh wow, so you're on a ship. Yes, Mother and I booked passage aboard a cargo ship to return to the United States of America from our recent expedition in Norway. The first time we spoke, you were still engaged in that expedition, right? If I remember correctly, you claimed to have discovered evidence of a modern-day race of giants. Correct. And let's just say that the evidence of which you speak wouldn't fit into the overhead compartment of an airplane. Whoosh! You'll have to excuse my mother. 
she's always excitable when there's semen around. Uh, I apologize for that dead air. Uh, all of a sudden, I realized that I was waiting for John to make a vulgar remark. Oh, I say. Truth be told, I've never found it easy to think in those terms. What exactly was it about Mother Bellerophon and her love of semen that John would have twisted around? Give me a second, and then I'll explain it to you, reluctantly. We need to take a short break, but the Gone Show will be right back, and when we return, we might even get to tonight's topic. So especially in speech, semen lends itself to double entendre because... You wouldn't be nice to someone who came up to you and kicked you in the genitals and said that your face was ugly. And that's why it doesn't make any sense to be nice to one of the most rude and malevolent forces of nature known to this planet. Snow. Some people shovel this white evil as if to say, Oh, excuse me. Others use snowblowers, as if bribing it with amusement park thrills will curry favor. Well, for those who refuse to do nothing about being kicked in the genitals and insulted, finally, there's the Snow Dragon. Self-propelled and mounted atop two winter-ready tracks, the Snow Dragon utilizes compressed propane and the latest in flamethrower technology to deliver a targeted stream of fire that will leave your driveway and sidewalk clear of not only snow, but also ice. Those back-breaking days of fighting a frigid Mother Nature on her own terms are over. The Snow Dragon instantly grants you control over the elements, not unlike a god. So, what are you waiting for? Buy a snow dragon today and kick winter in the genitals tomorrow. With a puff of smoke and a hellish blaze, say goodbye to snow wherever you aim. The snow dragon. Have you ever seen a newborn baby with bad hair? Of course not. A newborn baby is a gift from God, and the Almighty makes certain that this bundle of joy has a perfect hair day for his or her grand entrance. That's why we created Pama Baby, a complete line of shampoos and conditioners for adults that features an all-natural formula, 20% of which is made from fresh placenta. Pama Baby's all-natural formula also includes pomegranate for a fresh scent and invigorating feel that, when combined with our placenta, will leave you feeling as energized as a newborn baby being slapped by a doctor. And as part of our commitment to natural ingredients, we guarantee that our placenta comes from drug-free non-smokers. The birth of a baby is a miraculous experience, but that doesn't mean that your shampoo and conditioner can't also be little miracles. Pama Baby, give new life to your hair. Welcome back to the Gone Show. Welcome back to The Gone Show. Tonight, our much-neglected topic is VHS cassettes, and joining me is Jay Stewart, Orson Escanaba, Dr. Arturo Bellerophon, and Mother Bellerophon. Now, we really do need to address our topic, so I'll begin with the beginning. According to my research, the VHS cassette was officially introduced to Americans in... 
1977 at a press conference that led up to a consumer electronics show in Chicago. I actually attended the first ever consumer electronics show in 1967. Oh, really? I bet that was interesting. Yes, it was. I later bought one of the portable televisions that were showcased there. It only weighed 24 pounds, light as a feather. A 24-pound feather? And from what type of bird does such a feather originate? I would very much like to hunt such prey and smash in its head with a rock. Uh, that was just a figure of speech. But, out of curiosity, are you a fan of light meat or dark meat, Mr. Askinaba? Yes. Oh, mother is also something of a meat lover. I think that her idea of the perfect day would involve having meat in her mouth and being surrounded by semen. I sincerely apologize. I did it again. Uh, anyway, the VHS cassette, VHS is short for Video Home System, by the way, was invented by a team at the Victor Company of Japan, also known as JVC. The more time I spend around your people, the more annoyed I grew with their predilection for acronyms. Actually, VHS and JVC are initialisms, not acronyms. When dealing with the Yeti, your people would do well to remember that sticks and stones break bones, not words. Now, if I remember correctly, wasn't there a comparable alternative to VHS cassettes? Yes, it was called Betamax. Um, the Betamax cassette was developed by Sony and released a year or two before VHS cassettes. Mother used to have a Betacam recorder that she would use for field work. That reminds me, Mother, we still need to digitize some Betamax cassettes from your Area 51 investigation. Ah. Yeah, Betamax cassettes were similar looking to their VHS counterparts, and both served similar purposes, but VHS cassettes relatively quickly dominated home video markets, despite showing up late to the game. To arrive early is to be on time. Based upon my research, one of the reasons that VHS triumphed over Betamax is that VHS, right from the get-go, supported longer recording times. Another reason appears to be that JVC adopted an open standard approach that allowed other companies to work with the VHS format without the need for licensing, which led to lower prices. Licensing is too much like asking permission. And one of the more interesting things that I learned in doing my due diligence is that the victory of VHS over Betamax might also have had something to do with pornography. 
I wish that all of you could see the look on Mother's face. Now, I wasn't able to find any definitive information, but apparently pornography was more readily available through VHS than it was through Betamax, and depending upon where you get your information, that helped VHS either a lot or a little or somewhere in between. When it comes to genital conquest, what your people vulgarly refer to as lovemaking, the Yeti are universally regarded as unequaled crotch warriors. Oh my. And I am certain it is of great interest, so I will now explain in graphic detail genital conquest and what. And if we had more time, I would like nothing more. Unfortunately, we are running short on time. Do yourself a favor. When you have more time, allow Mr. Eskinaba to explain why the Yeti have come to be known as crotch warriors. And be certain he tells you about the gunk chub technique. Isn't that right, Mr. Eskinaba? Yes. All right. Before I start to feel like I need another crime scene level cleanup in the studio, I'll briefly mention the downfall of VHS cassettes, which obviously came about after the introduction of what is now widely known as the Digital Versatile Disc, or DVD. The last typical release of a major Hollywood film on VHS is widely regarded to be that of A History of Violence in 2006. Uh, now, that film stars Viggo Mortensen, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I thought so. All right, well, let's get into any final thoughts on VHS cassettes, Jay. Uh, I was never one to sit down and commit to watching an entire movie on VHS. But I do remember times when I would program my VCR to record the evening news so that I could watch the weather forecast when I got home from work. VHS was very handy for that. Mr. Escanaba, if you have no time to hear me talk about genital conquest, I will not contribute anything further. Okay. And Dr. Bellerophon. First off, I'd like to thank you for having me. Both mother and I had a lovely time. <laughs> for me, VHS is a reminder of the past current and future importance of visual evidence. You can make any claim that you would like about any topic that you would like. Demonic possession, for example. But until you provide visual evidence of a Girl Scout with glowing red eyes using her sash to choke a priest, most people will dismiss such a notion. 
trust me. All right, there you have it, the VHS cassette, something that means different things to different people. Thank you, Jay, Mr. Escanaba, Dr. Bellerophon, Mother Bellerophon, and thank you, listeners. Until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.